You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey y'all, welcome back to Cozy One Podcast. This is season seven, where we are dissecting different types of parents and different levels of parenting so we can be better parents, so we can be aware of what we need to tweak a little bit, what we need to get rid of, and what we need to add in. So I hope you guys are ready to be honest, ready to hear feedback and constructive criticism because that's what it is. Um, Most of the time, I can only speak from my experiences, but majority of the time, I'm talking to you about parenting that makes sense, parenting that creates a healthy family construct and healthy (laughs) children. That's what we want. We want healthy children so they can have healthy families and they can live a great life. All right, so let's get into this episode. Hey, Cozy One fam, this is JC, the dopest mommy around and owner of He Hates My Tees, a novelty t-shirt company based out of Arlington, Texas. This is our first year grinding it out and baby, it's been a beautiful journey. I'm a mommy of two spicy kids, Davey and Jameson, and an educator. And I started my company as a way to be self-sufficient and control my own narrative on my value after working several years in a corporate environment being, you know, undervalued. My latest collection is called The Dopest Around, saluting all dope-ass folks. We just released The Dopest Mommy Around Dad Hats, and they are fire. You hear me? Fire. It's available in several colors. Follow us on IG at He Hates My Tees. And visit our website, hehatesmytees.com. And that's tees, T-E-E-S. Use code COZY15 for 15% off your purchase. Love ya, be dope, stay dope, and I'll see you around. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. Welcome to season seven of Cozy Moon Podcast. This is all about parents this season. Um, I'm going through different types of parents, different styles of parenting, 
because I think the ultimate goal should be every one of us as parents being better parents. I think there was a generation of parenting where it was, you know, do as you're told, don't question me. Then there was a second generation of parents that was do as you're told. If you had a nice parent, they'd probably explain to you why they want you to do it a certain way. But those parents still had their stubborn moments and their faults where they didn't want to grow. They didn't want to learn. They didn't want to change. And then you have this generation, myself as a parent of two, where I'm very open with my kids about what I say. I'm very open with my kids about, you know, being aware of their surroundings. I'm very open with my kids about my body. I have two daughters, so I tell them about my body. I tell them why I have hair on my legs. I tell them why I have hair under my arms. I tell them that, you know, if it's a hot day, I might sweat under my boob. That's just like unnatural things. I talk to them about their bodies. I talk to them about you know, making sure they lotion themselves and they don't let anyone touch them here or there or if they feel uncomfortable, all of that. So I'm glad I'm a parent in this generation because I don't know how my great-grandmother felt about my grandmother being a great parent if she didn't share what she needed to share. And I don't know how my grandmother, a mother of 13 children who was not affectionate, who um, was very strict and very mean and very, you know, don't talk back, don't question me, um, and thought that all of her 13 kids were going to turn out great. And even my mom, uh, my mom showed me that one, you can do it, two, um, don't be afraid to try, but she also showed me how to not ask for help. My mother also showed me how to struggle and make things harder for yourself when they don't necessarily have to be because you don't want to ask for help. And you shouldn't ask for help first. You should struggle And then you should hope that someone sees that you're struggling and hope that they offer their assistance. And that's not, that's not good to see because now I'm a mother of two and I'm not afraid of having a hard time. Um, Sometimes I would rather be within my hard time than to prepare and ask for help before times get hard. And that's very difficult because a lot of mothers that have that mindset will take on more than they need to and forget to self-care and forget that they're a whole human being and they can do something in a better way and neglect themselves. And I don't want to neglect myself because I'm afraid to ask for help. So um, when it comes to being a strong mom, I hate that mindset of, oh, I'm a strong mom. Like, it's nice to know that your mom can, but again, it's nice to know that your mom can also have help. It's nice to know that your mom is not afraid to ask for help. It's nice to know that your mom can manage 
everything that she's handling with work, with her personal life, with her feelings, with her spirituality, with her children, you know, with her goals. I I really hate seeing parents be these outgoing individuals before they become parents. And then they become parents and they get so lost in the sauce of parenthood that they forget their goals, they forget their dreams, they forget their downtime, they forget to have their peace. And we don't morph into parents when we have kids and and then leave ourselves. Ourselves are always within us. So it is very important to have a time away from your children, just like it's very important to have a time with your children. And that could be individually or that can be, you know, with their dad and them. But kids need to see the dynamic between you and their dad. Kids need to see the dynamic between you and a new person that you love and you care about and see that that person cares about you in a healthy manner because that's going to correct or disturb who they become as adults, who they allow themselves to be involved with. And when it comes to being a strong mom, I feel like if my mom asks for help more, then I will be more willing to ask for help now. But because I saw my mom um, go through leaving my dad where we didn't starve, our bills were always paid, we had clean clothes, but my mom was emotionally and physically dying. And that was because she was stressed. She was in a very toxic relationship with my father. Um, He talked down to her. He disrespected her. Um, he threatened to cut me in half if she wanted to take me to go see family. Uh, it was a very controlled environment. So when we left there, we left and we stayed with, um, relatives in Maryland and my mom had her second stroke. And while she had her second stroke, my youngest brother and I, we went into foster care because my cousin that we were living with, she didn't want to take care of us or she didn't want to take us to family during the summer to take care of us. So we were in foster care until my mom got better and she was able to come out the hospital and see us, which was like, a, it felt so long, but it had to be like a month or so. And just imagine being in this place with strangers, being in a car with strangers as a child, going into this house with other foster kids, and then telling you, oh, you're going to go to this school. And they took out um, some earrings. My mom bought me my first set of earrings. They took it. And I remember them pulling me on carpet. Um, They were playing with me. They weren't trying to hurt me, but they pulled me on carpet, and I had a rug burn from my waist all the way up to my neck on my back. That's how hard they were pulling me. I remember um, getting hit in the face with the doorknob because they were playing with the door. And just all of that unnecessariness because you have relatives that do not understand the value of a child and the value of what it is to be real family. And that's why today I'm very... (sighs) 
I am very strict and aware of who I claim as family, who I allow to be around my kids, and who I introduce my kids to because I know what impact adults can leave on a child as a child because I was that. Um, So after my mom got out the hospital, she didn't go back to family. She went into a woman's shelter. And we lived in a woman's shelter for about a year. We went to school in Baltimore. Um, That was a little bit better. My mom would um, work with the shelter for money. Um, She would work with gathering toys for the kids that lived in the shelter. She would clean the apartment units um, at the shelter. Um, And we would go to school. And then after that, um, she got on Section 8 and we got an apartment in Laurel, Maryland. And we stayed there. I think it was Stored Manor. And um, we lived at that apartment for about two years. And that was my mom's first, like place of her own and I remember the social worker bought my mom's first TV and I remember being in her apartment and we didn't have any beds yet and my grandmother slept on the floor with us we slept on the floor um I liked it because my brothers they lived in Philly and they could come visit us really quick and it was like an hour and a half ride and we would go back and forth from Philly all the time so I liked it um there was parks there we had bikes you know it was like okay this is like our new life and even then my mom struggled where she walked everywhere we walked everywhere um we carried grocery bags until our hands were sore um she just was really dead set on being independent no matter how hard she had to struggle through it and yes my mother had friends yes my mom um babysat and they always offered to help her and she was like always say no that's okay and sometimes I would find myself begging her to ask for help and she'd be like no and I didn't know how much of an impact that left on me as a child, but I see it now with me being a mom where, okay, that was Chantal, that's why you don't ask for help. Because you saw it as a bad thing to ask for help from your mom. So that's why you don't ask for help. And I try every day to not be that parent that's scared to ask for help. I try so hard not to be on this, I'm a strong mom raft in the middle of the ocean because that's what it is. Nobody cares about you being a strong mom when it comes to getting things done. If you need help and someone has a boat and you are on a raft and parenthood asks for help, Don't strive to be that strong mom because you're going to tire yourself out. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to um, push yourself to the side. And then you're going to wake up one day and being what happened. You're going to wake up and be like, what happened to me? What happened to Chantal's needs? What happened to Chantal's want? What happened to Chantal's time? Yes, I am a mom. I love parenting. But what happened to my time and I think being a mother is a mo- it's a beautiful thing I love being a mom 
I love being a mom to these girls, but there are days where I don't want to hear my name called. I want to take a nap and not be woken up by, Mommy, I want, or Mommy, can I, like. (sighs) So, like, if you're that mom out there and you are strong, we are naturally strong. We give birth to human beings. Men can't even take a cramp that we get when we're on our cycles, right? We are naturally strong, but don't be so stubborn as a mother to be like, I'm a strong mom, so I don't ask for help. That's like struggling on something you don't know and having a dictionary in front of you and a laptop with Google and there's Wi-Fi. Why wonder how to get the answer when the answer is right there? If you have people, if you have friends, if you have people who love you to support you and offer their resources and offer their help, take it. You don't have to struggle like that. I remember walking miles, miles with groceries because my mom didn't want to ask for a ride from people who offer her a ride that she knew. I remember walking in the rain from doctor's appointments with my mom. I remember walking across golf courses because that was the fastest way to get to the apartment instead of walking all the way around. Um, Even in college, like, I remember when I was working for The Gap, I was working for Rockaware at the Apparel Mart in Atlanta, and I was going to school full-time, and... Lennox was down the street from my school and I worked at Lennox and I would do overnights at Lennox at the Gap. All the greats worked at the Gap. I would do overnights at Lennox at the Gap. The next day, go to class, which was like a three-hour class. Um, then go home, shower, get dressed, have one of my exes, Arya's dad, take me to Atlanta's airport really late at night, probably like at 10 o'clock at night, stay there and act like I'm supposed to catch a flight. That airport closes at night. I would sleep in the airport and move around because they would clean the airport. So they would move the furniture. So you had to move and and wait until that 5 a.m. train would leave from the airport to go to Lenox and go to work. All because I didn't want to ask for a ride to take me to work. And sometimes I wouldn't even eat because I didn't want to ask anyone for money to eat. And I remember when Arya's dad found out that I was hungry and I the only thing that stopped me from getting something to eat was me asking for someone to buy me something to eat or can you give me some money so I can get something to eat? Those words sound so stupid that you can't ask, but it was so hard for me to ask for money or help for something to eat, to ask, can you take me to the train? Can you take me to work? Can you drop me off at... It was so hard for me that I would make myself struggle struggle and then there were nights where the latest bus 
I was, when I was living with my aunt, um, the latest bus that will go into the south side would drop me off. Um, it would drop me off in Riverdale. And instead of me call people I knew with a car, I would walk from Taylor Road all the way to my aunt's house, which was like a mile. Or I would walk from the library in Riverdale about two miles by myself at like 1 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. in the morning. When I was interning um, for O at Chilio, I would walk, I would catch the bus. It would take me um, to the airport or uh, to catch my next bus. And I would walk 2 a.m. in the morning and get in the house and take a shower and wake up and do it all over again. All because I didn't want to ask for help or I felt like someone was going to get tired of me needing help. So I just struggled by myself. And I don't want my daughters to struggle like that. So what I'm saying is it does not help you. It does not help your kids being a strong mom if you have resources and you have a support system ask for help it didn't help me before kids it definitely didn't help me with kids there are so many people that have helped me um when it has come to my kids um a lot of friends a lot of family lisa henny sarah uh victor um shit chrissy um, uh, there's so many people. Jayla, like, there were days where I didn't know if I was going to make it from this day to the next day. And people have come through. People have just sent more than what I've asked for at the last minute. And it's just like, I appreciate people I have in my life so much. And even people who I don't even talk to anymore for separate reasons, I appreciated them at those moments because it was never about me. It was about me being a better mother for two girls that needed me. And I was doing everything I could to the point where I couldn't. And people have come through. Opportunities have come through. But what I'm saying is don't wait at the last minute to ask for help. Don't wait at the last minute to be drowning and and reach up a hand and there's no one there because you never signaled that you needed assistance, that you needed help. You don't have to struggle like that. That's not healthy. And to be a better parent means to stop trying to bask in that, oh, I'm a strong mom. You know, shout out to moms who are strong and are going with it. And we all know our tolerance is way better than men, but we do get tired. We do get exhausted. We do not want to be out here doing it on our own. We do not want to have to have a father that has to be put on government child support in order to support their kid equally like we do. 
We do not have to beg you. We do not want to have to beg you to take your child to an appointment so we don't have to call out of work for the 15th time to take our the child that we shared to a doctor's appointment. If you are a father and you share a child with another human being that is a woman, please, if she took the child to a doctor's appointment last time, it's your turn. She shouldn't have to beg you nor ask you to. If she tells you two weeks in advance, hey, such and such has a doctor's appointment, please remember it. Put it in your schedule and, and, and take that child. If a child if a child is sick, don't wait or depend on that mom to come out of her pocket and buy that child some expensive medicine that you can go ahead and pick up. If you can't remember the last time you got your child diapers, buy diapers and keep the receipt just in case. If you know you haven't shopped for your child in a while and you know school time is coming up, ask the mom, what is it that the child needs for school? Uniforms, supplies, what can I get? It's all about supporting and moms, don't bottle up your energy and, and your anger because a dad didn't think to ask or never ask. If you feel like something should be done and they have never been a parent before, allow them that space by talking to them and communicating to them in a respectful manner and be like, hey... August is coming up. Your child is going back to school. She needs X, Y, and Z. That way they have time to set aside money to prepare to spend X, Y, and Z. And it's like getting to them at the last minute. Or school fees is coming up. Or sport fees is coming up. Like we have to be fair in our parenthood. Nobody really wants to be a strong mom, but we do it because we know our children depend on us. But at the same time, what are you being a strong mom about? Are you being a strong mom because you don't want to ask for help? Are you being a strong mom because you don't know how to ask for help? Or are you being a strong mom because it just looks good as this hashtag? That should not be our goal. That should not be what we're striving for. We need to be better. And that's going to make us better parents. And that's going to bring better children into this world in a healthy manner where they can grow up and also be better parents. That's all I'm trying to say. I love moms that's out here doing it. I love um, mompreneurs. I know y'all are out here doing it. Uh, Chris, Maya, Ray, like y'all are doing it. I'm so happy when... I see that y'all sold out of your product. Um, there's so many moms out here really making a way and a pathway for themselves so their children can have a better life. And that's what it's about. If you're not into being a better parent than your parents were, I don't know why you're parenting. I really don't know. Like, you don't compete with your children in parenting. You set them up. You set them up because if you set them up well, in turn, they will take care of you in your old age. Period. Thank you for listening to Cozy Womb. I hope you guys enjoyed this season. 
Next episode, we will be discussing a different type of parent and a different wave of parenting. Peace. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.